Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 122 of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. All Day Ray, a.k.a. Dr. Knockboot. And I'm joined here by my illustrious co-host, former market maker of 20 years and current day retail trader, a man who's always where the dough's at. You can catch him traveling around with a chicken like he's Borat, the <laughs> third Butabi brother. JJ, how's it going? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing great. Uh, we're going to uh, kick off a uh, another new series here on Confessions, or, or perhaps maybe an extension of the, the latest series we've been doing on the stock breakdowns. Uh, but today we're going to be doing a cryptocurrency breakdown in uh, Bitcoin specifically. Now, I know a lot of the people, uh, you know, a lot of just the population, maybe a lot of the listeners of this podcast uh, don't like, don't understand crypto. Maybe they flat out despise crypto. And, you know, I, I guess that's fine if you have those stances. It truly is. But we're traders Right, JJ, we're here to make money. Billions of dollars float into these spot BT, uh, these spot Bitcoin ETFs that we've seen here recently. So we ask people to put your opinions, your ideologies aside because crypto is now getting out of the back alley now, isn't it, JJ? Hey, you know, if it's good enough for uh, Uncle Larry, it's good enough for me. Um, you know, uh, BlackRock's, you know, in this market now. And, um, you know, people have passed the regulatory hurdles. Let it rip, you know. Uh, why not? You know, I I don't understand how Bitcoin works. I'm, I don't understand the whole technology. So I've been nervous to get into it. But now that it's in an ETF, hell, I'll trade the crap out of it, right? Because, you know, uh, they've, they've legitimized it and they're going to backstop it. So why not? I, I think it's I, I think it's just another tradable instrument. And they've you know, we had um, a gentleman on our podcast uh, last week, and he was very, very clear on the counterparty risk, the clearing and all of those risks have been worked out. So, um, hey, it's a new asset class. It's, um, you know, it presents opportunity for us as traders. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, I and I'm I'm you know, full steam ahead. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. So we, yeah, we had on the Bitwise CEO last podcast. Um, if you guys, uh, didn't check that, it was very insightful, um, on the inner workings of, you know, ETFs in general and just, you know, what's to come ahead here in the crypto landscape. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I know I opened up with that and I, I just really invite, you know, JJ, we see this just with people trading stocks, futures, whatever, like people just oh, yeah. can't remove their like opinion um, or their bias about something. And it's like, listen, we're just traders, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and we're getting a lot of money's coming into this. I, I think both me and you believe like this, you know, just crypto as a whole in this industry is going to start providing a lot of opportunity, more liquidity coming in. So, you know, I, yeah. I always like to kind of be where like the new thing is and i know even kind of from your previous career uh you was always getting into like new you know the hot oh. trendy things of the moment yeah exactly and that that's what finance is all about taking the hottest new trendy thing wrapping it up in a pretty package and, and trying to sell as much of it as we can for as long as we can as high as we can mm -hmm. so a uh, product because you know people always 
you know, not everybody wants to eat a Big Mac. You know, somebody might want a Whopper. Somebody might want to go to Wendy's, right? It's, you have to give people choice. And this is, I think there's nothing wrong with this. And I think that they've sorted out the clearing problems and the custody problems and the counterparty problems. I think the field is wide open. And especially if you don't want to trade the physical Bitcoin, you can go and, you know, you can trade the, you know, BITB, for example, you know, the mm -hmm. bitwise. Yep. Um, you know, and it it's just, uh, it's it's very, it just opens up uh, exposure to this for a lot of new people. And so I used to chart Bitcoin um, and now I started charting it again, just looking at, you know, where the cost basis is and where we are generally in this market. Um, you know, we're, we're in a nice little distribution balance here. Um, you know, if you can see my screen, we've got, uh, you know, it's, where is this level here? Sorry, my eyesight. You know, that 26,000 to just under 32,000, that's the really the cost basis. And then we had a little distribution between 34 and 36,000. And now we're getting that nice, nice distribution here between, you know, above 40,000. We had this move higher on the news, you know, so we'd call that a look below and fail. It targets the bottom. And now we're just kind of today, I think we're at 41,668 or somewhere like that. So mm -hmm. we're still in this box, you know, so as price stability builds in this, in this market, more people will come and, and, um, and start executing and start taking down positions. What they're looking for is price stability. Then they'll look for that in a stock or anything. Large, large traders, large investors will look for price stability and they'll start, you know, they'll start getting some exposure to this now. So, um, you know, I, th I think the future is bright for this thing. I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm an old guy, but I've learned very, very early from hanging out with younger people to adopt to new things. And, uh, and unlike uncle Jamie from JP Morgan, um, you know, I, I'm not going to be, what do they call it? A FUD. So, um, you know, I don't know what that means, but after his interview, everybody's calling him a FUD, and I don't really even like the sound of that. I think of Elmer FUD, and, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to be one of those guys. So, you know, hey, rock and roll. Let's get to it. Uh, rock and roll, yeah. So uh, so for those of you listening um, on audio, um, if you go to our YouTube page, we uh, we do got – this is um, video. Uh, JJ's got his chart up, so if you want the visuals um, to see what he was just talking about, it's, it'll be up on YouTube. Um, JJ, you know, just looking at the chart, uh, thing that comes to mind, and you know, I got to shout out um, our boy Walter Deemer. Um, mm. I, I love his, I love his book of like little quotes. It's so simple, but like they're so impactful. And, and one of one of the quotes I've seen him say, right, and it reminds me of looking at this ch chart, right, like a parabolic advance followed by, you know, chop or consolidation uh, is not bearish. No. Right. And so no. when you get these, right, I think you would agree with me, right? When you get these strong yeah. advances and then a consolidation, strong advance consolidation, yeah. um, it, it's usually, yeah, it's not bearish. <laughs> you know, and, and what I would say too, not only is, is that, but I, you know, never admit, never underestimate the power of, of trap shorts. When this thing moved up over 32,000, I would imagine there's quite a few people trap short here. Mm -hmm. And then here and then here, because every time it goes sideways, people think it's weak and they short it. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some, you know, some professional traders will see that price stability and go, OK, I, I can start buying it. But the sort of uninitiated traders look at 
balance or this sideways chop as weakness and then they start hammering it and then next thing you know you get these pops and they're getting stopped out so there's you know there's that dynamic as well in this market mm -hmm. so you know it, and it's just starting out and these fund managers they make investment decisions by committee and so you know uh you know like our fine guest said last week he said you know listen these guys are just starting to make plans for meetings to talk about bitcoin they're mm -hmm. not actually even executing yet. Right. So who knows what's going to happen. Right. Right. Interesting. So um, I just want to give a quick shout out here to our friends at Top Step Funding and Apex Trading. Any listeners of this podcast that have the skills to pass an evaluation can become a prop trader fully funded by either Apex Trading or Top Step Funding, our own micro futures trading community has many members who are now fully funded. No need to trade with your own money. Keep 90% of the profits to learn more you can visit our website at microefutures.com. I got some, uh, you know, some facts, stats, some, uh, notable tidbits here about Bitcoin that I want to give uh, to the listeners. Maybe for those who are newer to this, um, want to learn a little bit more, maybe for people who, um, maybe intrigued and want to invest, you know, I think just, you know, understanding what Bitcoin's about a little bit better. Um, would be a good idea. But before I get into that, JJ, I know you've, um, and we're going to do more of these videos, um, talk yeah. about some of these other coins. Uh, I know you have looked at crypto through TPO charts. Oh, um, and you know, I know a lot of times people are like, I, people had the question for us, is it applicable through TPO? And I, I really think TPO is applicable for anything, right? Oh, definitely. TPO works on Bitcoin. I apologize my TPO chart provi provider has kind of messed up my account um, for Bitcoin. So I, I had to use just a regular candle wax chart here, but yeah, TPO charts are great for Bitcoin and you can also take what you learn from a TPO chart if you don't have it and use it on a candle chart. The concepts can be used on candles. So you don't have to be a slave to the chart. Mm -hmm. is what I'm, yeah. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah, I remember, I remember, man, I've taken it way back now, JJ, but uh, shout out to our favorite uh, Greek trader, uh, Damon Pavlatos. Hopefully I'm <laughs> pronouncing it right, but I believe he yep. said he would like TPO, like real estate markets or something. And because I, I remember we were just talking that was about Detroit. That was, that was Dalton. Oh, that was Dalton. That was Dalton. Sorry. Yeah, that was Jim Dalton. But yeah, Damon has done a lot of work with TPO as well. Those guys are the sort of the OGs of, of market profile in TPO, yeah. Dalton, Stadelmeyer, Pavlatos. Um, they're the, they're the guys that I learned from and then tried to, uh, make it practical for the guy on the street. For sure. For sure. And, uh, I guess kind of in conjunction with TPO charts, right. Um, let's, let's jump into a little facts here with Bitcoin, uh, you know, supply and demand aspects, but before jumping into that, let, let's just start from the, the, the beginning, right? Bitcoins. And we were talking a little bit about this before the original inventor, um, he's known under the pseudonym of Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, as of 2021, the true identity of the person or organization that is behind behind the alias remains unknown. Um, so on October 31st, Halloween of 2008, Nakamoto published Bitcoin's white paper, uh, which describes in detail how a peer-to-peer -peer online currency could be could be implemented. Uh, they propose to use a decentralized ledger of transactions packaged in batches uh, or called blocks 
and secured by cryptographic algorithms, the whole system would later be dubbed blockchain. Now to the supply aspect, which is interesting uh, point about Bitcoin here. The total supply is limited by its software and will never exceed 21 million coins. New coins are created during the process known as mining as transactions are relayed across the network. I, b- I believe right now, JJ, um, about 19 and a half million coins have been uh, uh, mined so far. Okay. Um, they get picked up by the miners. Um, so as transactions are relayed across the network, they get picked up by miners and are packaged into blocks, which are in turn protected by complex cryptographic calculations. As compensation for spending their computational resources, the miners receive rewards for every block that they successfully add to the blockchain. Um, At the moment of Bitcoin's launch, uh, the reward was 50 Bitcoins per block. Now, this number, it gets halved with every uh, 210,000 new blocks mined, which takes the network roughly four years. Um, So we we have one of these halving events uh, JJ scheduled for, I believe, around April of this year, okay. which, which yes. will reduce the block reward given to the miners by half. So slowing oh, okay. down, so slowing down the rate of new Bitcoin creation. Uh, this will likely lead to an increase of the cost of production and cost in the cash cost yeah. for the miners. Um, and you know, not a prediction or anything, but um, the Bitcoin having has led to breaking all time highs in the past. So you know, uh, you know, as many Boy. people have known this 21 million coins and we've talked about this at nauseum JJ right over the years that trading simply boils boils down to supply and demand. Ooh, now that yeah. there appears to be a growing demand in BTC, it makes things uh, quite interesting, huh? Definitely. What, what you just described as an old time stock promoter paper hanger, that is the exact same process that a promoter would use if they want to generate a short squeeze they would take remove supply out of the depository trust system. And what that means in stock, they would, in the old days, we would pull a certificate. So say there was 20 million shares in the, in the float of a company, right? And maybe there's 4 million of it at one brokerage firm. One of the investors would have it there. So we'd move the price up and then we'd get that investor to request his brokerage firm pull the stock out of his account and put it into certificate form and mail it to him or FedEx it to him. And it would be like taking supply out of the system. This is what this reminds me of, mm-hmm. right? So when you suck paper out of the float, when you pull certs, you don't have certs anymore because we don't have paper certificates, right? But if you were to take that stock and put it in an account that you know, in another country where it couldn't be let, you know, you couldn't borrow against it or take it out of circulation somehow, right? Um, that would almost be almost like a DTC chill when they chill a position at a brokerage firm or something like that. It's very, very interesting uh, because that to me says, okay, you're you're cutting supply and now all of these new people are coming into a market which increases demand. Um, you know, I don't like to predict, but man, with only 19 million coins out there, that's a, that's a tight float stock, you yeah. know, and, yep. and everybody can buy an ETF, right? 
pension funds can buy it. I mean, it has to be within their their corporate charter and all that stuff. But a lot of the the people who weren't allowed to touch it are now allowed to touch it and get exposure to it. So things are going to get very interesting in this. They, you know, they, this is going to be very interesting. They they sure are. They they sure are. Um, another interesting tidbit here, JJ. And I don't know if you know this. Uh, BTC is legal tender in El Salvador. I uh, did read that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he did that in like 2021, um, and it was funny. I I, uh, I follow I follow the president on Twitter because, okay. you know, I like I like it. You know, I've I've yeah. always I've been in Bitcoin. Um, oh yeah, crypto. Yeah. So, you know, 2017, 2018. I don't know somewhere around there by accident, but um, uh, I saw him and he posted on Twitter that he uh, I thought this was funny that he his some to the effect that he fran- uh, he uh, he front runned. Or any beat oh, yeah. rock to the punch. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I you know, was I, yeah. I was really I when they when BlackRock when I were people were saying BlackRock Bitcoin ETF, I was like, okay, because they're 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 the giant, right? In in this what do they've got now? They had almost eleven trillion under management, then it dipped. It's somewhere between nine and eleven trillion dollars that these guys have. And so, you know, that kind of money, um, when it approves or wants to get into this kind of business, I mean, hell, they've got, you know, they've got a building full of flesh-eating lawyers who make five grand an hour, who have scoped this thing out. So, mm-hmm. you know, they've done the due diligence. Yeah. You know. Yep, for sure. And um, let's see. So BTC's all-time high, uh, slightly under sixty-nine thousand. Uh, mm-hmm. And what we're currently sitting, well, we're a little below forty-two. It looks about a little above forty-two right now. Yeah, forty-two thousand as as we're speaking. Um, you know, JJ, I've been I've been seeing. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure who would be use a Bitcoin e, uh, ATM, but you know, I went to I went to the track yesterday, and um, oh, yeah. you know, I stopped I stopped at a gas station on the way back home, get a Gatorade and a a. a a triplicator bar, a muscle triplicator bar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll see if anyone gets that reference. But uh no, there's a Bitcoin ATM in the gas station. I'm wow. like, yeah, I was like, I was curious. And I've seen it's not the first one I've seen. But uh yeah, I don't know who's buying Bitcoin at ATM, but Andy. Yeah, uh... it, it Florida, anything can happen in Florida. <laughs> you know? Anything could happen in Florida. I I've been looking at the monthly chart here. And we are right back in the meat of that zone, um, you know, prior to those breakouts to the the ultimate highs here, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so, you know, I, I'd say if this thing starts to accept, if Bitcoin starts to accept over 48,000, um, be careful shorts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because I've seen what short, how short sellers have been ravaged in the U.S. financial markets, Um over the last year and over the last couple of years, especially since COVID, um, you know, we had, you know, our, our buddy Vuk was saying 1800, 1800. And, you know, this mm-hmm. thing's trading 4780. The short sellers have been ravaged in that market. This could be the next market where short sellers just get eaten alive. I would be very, very careful shorting this market because it is a market that has, you know, the supply is limited and how much of that supply is locked up. Right. Because in a market, you usually look and see at institutional ownership. 
how much of those 19 million coins, what's, where's the volume concentrated? I mean, how many players own a million coins or more? Is, does that exist? I don't know, right? These are all fascinating questions as we, you know, I know we're late to the party, but as we do our deep dive into this, Magilla, you know, uh, you know, somebody I've read too that, you know, somebody said that a developer can't add more Bitcoin unless they start a brand new Bitcoin chain with a higher number from the start. Mm -hmm. You simply yeah. can't add more coins after the first block is mined. And that's the beauty of the design. That's pretty cool if that's true. If I'm quoting it is, it a, is. a trusted yep. sort. Yep. You know, that's and it's funny because the CEO of JP Morgan, who's you know, this guy didn't just fall off the turnip truck. You know, he came out on CNBC at Davos and he said, Hey, you know, this Nakamoto guy is gonna show up one day and you know, he's just gonna erase the whole thing and poof, it's gonna disappear like Casper the friendly ghost. And I was like, Wouldn't BlackRock have thought of that? <laughs> You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. I just kind of like I don't know. You could see that he has a dislike for it, right? And uh, you know, so uh, you know, and then I I did a little research, and then it's not that simple. It's not like some dude can just turn the key and it disappears. So, you know, uh, I I'm I'm a huge skeptic of everything that's new, right? Uh, that's because you know I, I've seen every scam known to man. Living and growing up in Vancouver, yeah, uh, it was the scam capital of the world, and and you know we had you know deposed dictators, we had uh, you know arms dealers, and you know guys who robbed two hundred million from the Bank of Thailand living there. Everyone was was doing business in that place. It was like it was just a cesspool of of criminals running their money through markets there. So, you know, you, be, you, you became a healthy skeptic, you know? Mm -hmm. And so at first I was like, this Bitcoin, what is it? Nothing. What's it based on? Nothing. Who owns it? Nothing. I'm like, this is beautiful. And people are paying, you know, 20 grand a coin for this and they don't know what it is. I'm in. But I couldn't quite figure it out and I, and I didn't take advantage. I was, you know, I missed the whole train, but um, I think there's going to be a lot of trading opportunities, especially if there's some volatility with this thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's definitely Bitcoin is definitely like a unique, <laughs> a unique uh, asset trading instrument for sure. Um, you know, as you know, I got um actually I'm on um for any of you that are interested, uh, I went on Coin Market Cap. They have like Bitcoin um analytics, JJ, because you were bringing up the question of uh how many people own X amount, you know, things like that, right? Yeah. So, so Bitcoin is a um a public ledger, so they have a breakdown of like um. I guess like dollar amount. And so, oh, okay, cool. so between zero to $1,000, right? About 85.83% yeah. of like the Bitcoin wallets, right? So between zero to 1,000, not market moving uh, by any means. Um, now between 1,000 to 100,000 is about 13.5% um, of the wallets. And then 100K plus JJ, so 0.6%. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's it's not there. There is not that much in in big hands that can just dump it, you know. I appear so, and from yeah. and from what I've seen, and I don't know the validity of it. I mean, I, I assume it's it's probably true that like some of these like large holders, like so you think about like the guy like uh, Michael Saylor. I think he, they like at um what's his company? I forget. Uh, Micro Strategy. Strategies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he like they have over like four hundred million, I think, easily. Um, okay. 
in Bitcoin. Um, some of these other people that are like re- that got in real early that hold a large amounts, it's like locked up. They don't plan on like touching it for a long time. Um, so you know, and, and just back to the whole supply demand thing we're talking about, it, it's it's gonna make from s- some real interesting dynamics. Oh yeah. Um, oh, most most definitely. I mean, we could see that it, it sold off and today a little bit. You know, it it broke that uh, forty two thousand five hundred level. Um, and so it it's interesting. We'll, we'll we'll see how you know who steps in and and starts bidding this thing. You know, it could be just a a healthy pullback. It's uh, I'm going to be watching it with with a lot of interest, and I'll probably just if I do trade it, I will you know just trade the ETF. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I haven't figured out this wallet cold storage. It sounds like you're hanging. <laughs> I don't know, man. It sounds like you're hanging meat. I don't know what they're doing with this cold storage. Yeah, I I don't know any of that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Reg- that... Give me a give me yeah, a regular well, old. Broker well, there you go. Account. That's what we got the ETF for, right? Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. That's... That's one of, I think, like one of the biggest um, counterpoints, at least the ones that I've, I've seen brought up with crypto is the uh, ease of use, I guess. You know, you know, JJ, it's like I, I could teach you like fairly quickly and it's really not yeah. that complicated, but, you know, it's just it's a different it's a different thing. It's eh, it's a different process. People don't want to like deal with the kind of like perceived headache of mm-hmm. it. And I and I understand of it. I understand yeah. it. Right. Like tech's supposed to make things like easy, simple. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kathy Woods, I forgot about her. Kathy Woods oh, yeah. and him own a lot. Uh, Winklevoss twins. I was just looking at a few of these, uh, oh, yeah, the people here with Facebook large guys. Lawrence quantities. Yeah. So, so bitwise. So, um, just a few more things here and we'll wrap up and we'll get out of here. So bitwise had their, one of their like top 10 predictions was Bitcoin was going to trade over 80,000, uh, Speaking of Kathy Woods, JJ, they they got some crazy. I would have to look it up. I don't have the numbers here, but I she they were saying something like over a million per Bitcoin. Wow. I don't know if they put a time frame on it. Um, but well, you you and I know what happens. I mean, you and I traded through that COVID, and we saw the market break out to new highs, right? Yeah. Um, you you know we see stocks every day who that do just. Remember GME and AMC, when the street takes something, man. Yeah, true. When the street takes a stock, the amount of buying, I mean, you know, GME was trading $12 billion worth of stock every day, sometimes more. This thing, because it's got less supply in the float, and, you know, it's a thin market, right? I mean, you know, when you have a 21 million share, like, float, if this was a stock, um, if you drop some big orders, this thing can move because mm. there's not enough liquidity in the book to dampen the move, right? Um, and unlike penny stocks and things like that, there's not some character sitting in the Cayman Islands with 5 million coins just that nobody knows about, right? Um, because, you know, there's, yeah. that that's always been the thing, you know, because that's because I've always been the guy who's been the trader for the guy that nobody knows has the supply, Right. And then they get the price up, and here I come, like a herd of elephants, just dumping supply into a market. That doesn't exist in this, apparently, from everything I know. So that's this is going to be a very interesting dynamic. This thing could be the short squeeze of the century if certain elements come together. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. Just just saying, you know, be careful. I mean, I'm just looking at a monthly chart here, 
And right now it's it's toying with that 48,000 level, kind of did a little look above and fail. Um, but if it accepts over 48,000, you know, watch your whiskers, short sellers, mm-hmm. you know, because this is this thing could trade like a low float stock. Um, and, and those moves could be exaggerated because of the nature of the instrument. And I've actually never traded the Bitcoin itself, right? Uh, right. You know, right now, if you look at the, um, the spreads in, um, you know, in, you know, the ETF, you know, the spreads are fairly decent in the ETF. You know, I'm showing a, a little picture here. You know, you look at the level two, it's 80, 22, 86 bid, 87 offer. There's a penny spread. And even on a low volume day with only 3,700 transactions, that's a nice tight spread. But uh, what happens if, you know, somebody drops a million share buy order, right? The liquidity for that, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. We'll for see sure. what happens. For sure. Yeah. I think I saw something too with like what, um, the billions of dollars that came into these Bitcoin ETFs. I think there's 11 of them. I think it like exceeded like all the ETFs of uh, last year or um, oh. something, something of that effect. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year. You know, it's going to be an election year. This is new. Uh, this is legitimized now. Um, you know, should be, should be, it'll give us a lot to look at. For sure. Hopefully a lot to trade. Yeah, an election year too. I forgot. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget that. You know, yes, should be you know, fun. As, you know, as my buddy who liked distribution would say, JJ, we need the drama. Then you're gonna have lots of drama this year. You know. Good, good. <laughs> and and like you said, man, like uh, you know, as we've been talking this out, man, like crypto has already been known to have like, you know, just g- nice movements to to say the least, yeah. right? Some real good pumps. Oh yeah. Now we got some more money coming in. Um yeah, you know, like we said, we're not making no predictions here. We're just we're just talking talking it out. Um it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. And, I, and and let me give my forewarning now, you know, because we we always know that there are people who want to short everything that moves, right? So just you know, remember what Uncle JJ said, if this thing gets over 48,000, you know, just do maybe do hit and run shorts. Don't do these. Yeah, for sure. Know, for don't sure. do these Dr. Michael Burry, Jim Chano. So I'm going to short this thing and not sleep for five years kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Just be, <laughs> just make sure. And, and we've, and we've had these talks too before, not to get off on yeah. a tangent here, JJ, but just yeah. shorting is inherently harder than going long. Right. Yes. Yeah, especially in markets where there's no supply. And there's market with no supply. Uh, ET, ETFs just got, you know, we got billions yeah. of dollars coming in. Just, it just doesn't seem like it. You know, and trust me, and JJ, you know me, I love shorting. Oh yeah, me too. And I, I mean, love shorting. I this trained... doesn't seem like the one to short right now. Yeah, I mean, I was trained to short by the Prince of Darkness himself, Mr. Fierro and Fierro <laughs> Brothers, you know, who is now lying on a beach in Florida, you know, enjoying the sun. But uh, you know, so I love to short, uh, but uh not this thing. I am not taking a poke at this thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so that is going to conclude today's episode of Confessions of a Market Maker. If you guys enjoyed the episode, please rate and review it for us. If you'd like to join a professional and supportive community of traders, you can join us at microefutures.com. I'm Paulie Walnuts. He's the gorilla of House Street. You stop, though. So.